0: Let's remind ourselves. The last thing we learned was that <coughs> what the Chacham explains, the explains to him, is that the Kibros Hashem comes from the fact that we're willing to give up something of our own, we're willing to offer something, and we don't do it out of compulsion. We do it out of happiness. That we're happy to, so to speak. Uh, Forgo something or sacrifice something to Hashem, and this what creates the And he spoke about Korbanis, he spoke about aliyah he spoke about the matters Anim and kohanim. All those examples of when Klal Yisrael willingly, so to speak, offered up a chiluk of what they had, and did so b'simcha. So even though it sounds very impressive, in Eis Zion, the Kuzari, uh, so to speak, deflates that feeling a bit. Namra Kuzari. The lifestyle you've described and the mitzvahs which you've spoken about which you've depicted as being a source of this tremendous simcha that had even though it involves hardship or expense is something you don't have today Today, you 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 have a situation where you aren't able to do these mitzvahs and therefore what he's saying is it's true that you can like talk in lavish terms about the fact that what Klai Israel had when Klai Israel had these misses. But the said that we don't see that. We don't see that people have the opportunity to do that. And the second point, besides mm-hmm. which, where do you see a whole nation which can live up to that level? In other words, if it's a one or two Yechidim in Brahma Vinu or somebody on a statue of greatness that can. Live a life of dedication to Hashem, and that will be their source of satisfaction, of enjoyment. You can hear that, but where do you see, where do you see that uh, a whole nation can live on that level? Okay, so there's two points. The first one is that the Khazari says the king says to the Chaver that he doesn't see today any example of people living the way that the Chaver says would be the level of kivus that people could live at. And secondly, how would you get a whole nation to live in such a standard? So, it's true. And here, the, the in Iceland and we're going to see that the Chaver, the Chacham, the goes back a step, and he says, that, "You're right." He's talking about an ideal, and there is the, the perfect, so to speak, situation where Klai Yisrael's avodas Hashem would be through Ratzon, would breathe through Simcha, would be through this level of. Dedication, but what about the right? I'm not holding such a dagger. So, what's going to for them going to be the mechayev to keep the Torah and the mitis? Why is it so hard? See them. the map Why is it so hard to do such a Most the prerequisite for the ability to, so to speak, enjoy giving up what one has as, as a verse of Hashem. Comes from a mindset or a priority that the primary achievement one can have is the Vedas Hashem. If that's the case, if it's going to require one to give up one's money or put efforts or one's possessions, whatever it's going to be, in the Hashem, so then it, once the person is firmly entrenched and then that's the goal and that's what he wants to achieve, so he's able to do it. So that wasn't the focus? The focus wasn't on Vedas Hashem? It was meant to be. what he asks is, how do you get a whole Eidah, an entire country, an entire nation, nation to focus on such a thing? Right. So what does the Chavez say? The Chavez says, you're right. I was talking about the ideal. We were talking before about the fact that what a avoider can a person do which connects them to Hashem? So the Chavez is talking about ideal. And what's going to work for everybody else? What's going to be used as a way to bring the rest of the population who might not be living that life of idealism to avoid Hashem? This If the Ada, if it's a nation, if it's a, a people that see that punishment and reward come liita straight away. In other words, they see that what they do has an immediate effect. or you call the Shechina, which means Hashem's presence here, which reacts to how it how we act. And why he calls it the is because that's what Hashem himself said. He says that after the Chet'aigle, the Hashem doesn't want to, to go with us because if he's with us, then if you do anything wrong, you're going to get punished straight away. And therefore, the idea of that the Shekhinah rested here also brought with it a much more immediate sense of either punishment or was either way around. And the reason for that and this is something which is. We can understand very well. And that is that, like the Torah says, when it talks about the Torah, and it says, What's the idea al Ponoi Like in front of my face, so to speak. So, Chazal really say that if a person does something away, so to speak, not in front of the king. So, it's not the same act of brazenness, or rebellion, as when the king is watching him. So, to do something against the king in front of him is much more an act of Either we call it brazenness, even the act of rebellion. And therefore, it's not something the king can overlook. If it's done in a faraway place where the person hoped the king wouldn't see, it's okay. So then it wasn't necessarily an outright act of defiance. But if it's alpana if it's in front, of, in front of the king, he's watching you do it, so to speak, he's right there. So it's much more an act of defiance, and therefore, uh, uh, he can't be much that. It's not something which he can overlook. It's, so to speak, it's an it's insult to so the king's honor. So what Hashem is about is it, it has this element of Alpana. Now obviously everything is Alpana. Everything Hashem watching us do is in front of Him. But something like that, which is like, so to speak, uh, rebellion in a sense, it's apportioning the Coven which is due to Hashem to something else. Right? And the person does that, but in front of Hashem, so it therefore demands more reward. And as the that carries on, Hashem is doesn't forgive. Hashem is going to take revenge on that. Now, that's the idea that we understand much more clearly that when the Shechinah is with us and we do something wrong, it can't go unpunished, it can't get ignored, either that's something Alpana. in front of Hashem, when the Shechinah is here, that, that means immediate, immediate And that's why we see that anything which was done wrong in the base of was punished immediately. Whether it was not of an aviyu, whether the coin Godel went into the Kodesh Gadashim the wrong way or brought the wrong Keturus. Anything which is uh, uh, any any infraction in the base of midrash, an immediate punishment. When the king, for example, King Uzzah, decided he wants to bring a terrorist, so as he set foot in the haichal, he got hit with he got hit with teres. Why? We don't find anywhere else sort the same level of immediacy. Hashem punishes on the spot, and the answer is where the shechina is. Then for something to go and un- Hashem doesn't respond to something, it's keli of forgetting it's in front it of, of him. Doesn't that take away the Bechira? does it take away the Bechira. Uh, well, uh, obviously, if a person sees a immediate punishment, they say and on that level, on that area. And that's uh, that—that's what the Chacham is going to say, is what kept Kairi so to speak, in line when the Shekhinah was there. When the Shekhinah was there, then they saw things that went wrong, like punished right away. So then it wasn't worth doing something wrong. And he's going to explain with this pasuk we saw at the end of Yeshua. It's an interesting pasuk. Yeshua at the end of his life calls the whole Jewish people together, and he recounts to them all the needs of Hashem did to them, for them, from the time when He took Avraham and brought him to and gave him and gave and took and to He did the miracles He did at the and took brought to And therefore, Yeshua sums up the narration of what uh, Hashem is done from the that me and my, and my family we're to serve Hashem. And then he tells to Kaisal and he says, what are you going to do? And Kaisal says, we also want to serve Hashem. And Yeshua responds to a very strange process. He says to them, You aren't able to serve Hashem because of the Kim Kedoshim. And Kaisal argues back and says, no, it's not true, we do want to serve Hashem. And we asked at the time, what what, what does Yeshua gain by saying that? Well, why would he try to discourage him, so to speak, once they said they wanted to serve Hashem? So the way the Khazari here explains it is, is this, he says, and that is, he says that what he was warning them was that you should know that serving Hashem comes with a responsibility to act on a certain level. Because if Hashem is going to be amongst you, which means the Shkila will be present, then there's going to be a much quicker punishment or response than anything we do wrong. Even the k'laish were in a high place. Yeshua sure still warned them. If you're going to be, want to be able to have the shichinah amongst you, you're going to be held to much higher standard When Yeshua said no one can take the of your he was talking to a nation of six hundred thousand men. And one person broke the khir. So if you're gonna talk about percentage wise, was Khai Yisrael doing well? 599,999 people didn't touch the khir. One person did. And the response, Kyle Yisrael collectively lost the next battle. Lost their next battle. That's right? so a the whole judicial who was punished for the mistakes of an individual. So you see the standards that should help them too. Same thing, when I show you my my ownish miriam butsaras. W to and then again it was a public punishment for a great person for something which wasn't a major it seems it wasn't she wasn't trying to do something wrong. Like the explains by Erichos. She had Moshe's best interest in mind, and she was talking to Aaron, who also had Moshe's best interest in mind. And thinking of an aide What's the right thing to tell Moshe? She wasn't trying to slander him, she wasn't trying to vilify him, she wasn't publicising anything negative about him, and it wasn't even something which wasn't well known. It wasn't something which is like unknown information. But the fact that Moesha separated from from was uh, Matthias, and because of this, the punishment was extremely harsh. Miriam public was given to rest and kicked out of the camp. So you see that uh, when uh, when living with the Shechina, a certain had a certain, uh, had a, certain tachet, a certain aim of the day. and same thing for Elisha of Aviv. That was in the base of the They tried to bring Kataris they got killed in the spot. By Anish Uza, it was the king we spoke of before. He tried to bring, bring to avoid it. And uh, as soon as he stepped into the Shkabzaras, when the plishtim brought back the iron in the beginning of, of Sefer and the people of Beis Shemesh didn't treat it with the proper respect, so the pasuk says fifty thousand people were killed for that. In other words, the Chav the, the, the is asking the Kuzari, we're all clients are on the level of Chassidim that their whole motivation was to willingly give up what they had in order to enjoy the fact that they were connecting to Hashem? Maybe not. So how did Ka role collectively remain loyal to Hashem? The answer is zero. We said, where is Hashem is a balance between Ava Yira and Simcha? And if people aren't holding by the level of the Simcha, so then you have the Cheshma of the Yira. And the Yira is that if a person doesn't do what they're meant to do, in a situation where the Shekhin is there, then there's an immediate response to that. So that's individuals. And now we going to talk about the setup of how the Torah life and Moses' show looked. Then one of the Moishe's Ashkenaz was that when they did certain virus, it had an effect straight away on the walls of their houses or on their clothing. Talking about Saras. And when they did something else wrong, let for example. Then they would get saras in their bodies. And exactly how strong the saras was or how it affected them would depend on how bad the aviru was. And not only that, the we were trained to be able to tell the difference between some kind of saras uh, which was physical and wasn't connected to abara, to someone which came as a result of an aviru. The hakir muhammad el eki would see what, which kinds of saras were from Hashem. And therefore, a topic by Shua'im, kashet zafamir, they watch it for two weeks, like happened to Miriam, to see if it's it spreads. And therefore, misyashu built in yashu. What comes from a person's mezik, uh, his uh, his body, which means something physical. That it was the chachmah uh, to be able to differentiate between. Saras of a spiritual nature, which was a punishment, and Saras, which was a physical disease of some sort. And the we were trained in how to do that. So, uh, Kla Yisrael uh, got immediate, so to speak, oynish if they did something wrong. And therefore, that's the that was the factor which kept Kla Yisrael uh, keeping the Torah, because there was a Matthias that if they didn't, they would confine it straight away. Now, it wasn't such a simple thing. We, we think about it as uh, a because we, don't, we haven't followed the whole process of what it meant for a person to live with tziraz, Right? Yeah. A person got tzaraz. So the first thing is he was kicked out of town. He had to go and live outside away from his, his family, his, whoever his cradle, his work, whatever it would be, for however long it took for to go away. He was an outcast. Now, it's not like he can just disappear for a few weeks and come back and kill or hide where he had been. The is when you went to the Torah and the Torah to shave all the hair off his body. So this his beard, it is his face, this his hair, everything. So it would be quite obvious that the person would be in a material. But if he comes back, then it, 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 as a material I had done. And then even after that, he's the second level of Tumma. Even if he's not, but yes, he has wait seven days, he's still talking for another seven days. Amongst everybody else, he has to keep a distance from everybody. How much time So it was a, a very good deterrent, not to speak harsh harsh. No one, no one wants to go through the process, no one wants to go through the... The well, the quarantine, so to speak, I don't want to go through the embarrassment. But there was a very good reason to stop people to speak nationality. And that's just one example. The idea of in the house. It's like the Buzik says, you have to empty the house into the street so that they can't come check the house. So then again, it's not something, it's something which passes unnoticed. When you see someone moving the entire house onto the sidewalk and piling up all their things. Like, What's going on? You're moving house? No, you're not moving house. Oh, it's taras on the walls. It's, uh, like also, it's an onish which people wanted to avoid. It wasn't something which uh, which people, if they knew it would cause it, would try to do. Fine. So it's true. Of course, there's going to be much more compliance with al when the onish is so immediate. And what's interesting is that the kazari didn't even go the route of talking about basting. Because when there was, Kaya set up the way it was meant to be. Besides for the onish men there was an active basting. And if someone did something wrong, <coughs> basin had the right to punish. Whether it was Malchus, whether it was Missa, whether it was Knessus, whatever it's going to be. Basin was also active. Bit, the, the, the because it doesn't even go to the truth. He's just talking about the punishments which came spiritually when people did things wrong. And now the obvious question is, so where was Bekhira? We always de- explain. The reason why Hashem doesn't punish right away when people do something wrong is because of the stress of the He doesn't was such a and He the next day has stress. He wouldn't speak it again. So where's the Bekhira? And uh, it's, it's, it's a question because that was the ideal situation. Today we're in a situation where we don't have the lifestyle, we don't have the society, we don't have the say that there wasn't the time of the Torah. So we can't say this is the ideal, today is fantastic, that's when we have Bekhira, because we can't see the results of what we do. Today is the video. event. Today's the situation where we, we, we aren't living the way the Torah wants us to live, and therefore we don't have what the Torah wanted us to have. And if that's the case, in, in, in an ideal situation, which was the life the third tries to describe when there was immediate, whatever, there it was. Like, again, you don't have to go to just these examples. It's the first in the Pesachim, all over the place. You do something wrong, HaShem is going to get angry. He wants in the rain. The, the interaction was very obvious. And It was very, like it says, in the ita. It was very clear, very straight away. Very immediate. So that's what happened to what happened to the khira? If a person gets punished, rewarded straight away at what he does, so where's the vikhira Okay, so now the answer to this is to understand the principle. And that is, we also understand today, this is very Rabdessa's principle, which is explained in the words, which is to answer this specific question. And that is, we also understand today that there's, a, there's an area of vikhira which a person has. And an area which isn't part of his behavior in other words the, wherever the person's holding there are those decisions which he has to make which we can say he has behavior that which means it's for him it's a challenge for him it's a question mark for him it's a decision he has to decide he has to come to a uh to see, uh, like uh, to balance the options so to speak and make it determine which direction he's going but for every person there's those things which aren't a of his and his either because it's too obvious that it's wrong, or it's too obvious I get punished for it, and therefore a person's not tempted with that. For example, for a person who is a high, has a strong sense of morality, to steal isn't an option. Steal is not an option. It's not something which tempts his Bechira because he knows it's wrong. To take someone else's things, it's not moral, it's not correct, it's against the Torah, whatever the reason it's going to be. So, even if I would happen to see somebody else's wallet which they left on the counter, or in the stable in the shop, what happened to see someone, if the, the car door opened with the keys inside, it doesn't hurt me for a second, let me go and steal the water, let me go stay and steal his car. Right? It's, it's, that doesn't tempt me, I know it's wrong, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's one option. The other option is, you will get people who maybe weren't on that level, who weren't on that level, but there's another reason they won't do it. It's this video cameras. And therefore, I know I'm going to get caught. I know I'm going to suffer the consequences. So, it doesn't pay me. Even if, had that not been the case, maybe I would have, maybe I would have at least had to struggle with it. It would have been something which would have uh, been a question mark for me. But once I know I'm being watched, so then I won't do it because it's, it's stupid. I know I'm, going to, I'm, not, I'm not going to suffer the consequences. Now, does that mean that a person doesn't have b'khira? The answer is no. They don't have in that area. They'll have Bekhira somewhere else. Bekhira doesn't apply to everybody on everything, everywhere at the same time. The person has the range of things which they're dealing with, which is more or less... The level they're on right now, and that's where their, their range of Bechira is. That's the famous thing called Nakurus of without going to the whole Aricha And therefore, what happened in, when Kaysha when in Eretz Yisrael was the Nakurus of wasn't just pushed to a much higher place. Yes, the Bechira wasn't should we serve Hashem or not, should we keep the Torah or not, should we speak the Hashem or not. Those were things people naturally wouldn't do because it was too obvious they were going to get punished for it, or they were on a level that didn't appeal to them. And if that's the case, was the Bechira? Yes, but not on that. Bechira got pushed to a higher place. Where, wherever the, the wherever the Torah was, wherever the makmah, the, the of the nikkudas of of that Torah was, there was at that at that level. Whereas today, post khurban and in a world where we don't have that same level of connection to Hashem, of that same uh, that same clarity of Hashem showing us everything, so the nikkudas of Akhir is there. It's dropped to a much lower level. Today, speaking national horizons is, is for most people is something that they have to struggle with. Is an area which is. Uh, which is which is up to their because today we don't see immediate punishments, we don't see the consequence straight away. So now that's become something which a person has to deal with, whereas then, so then there was something which wasn't necessarily something which people struggled with. And also people can't be nichshon, but it wasn't the bechira, it wasn't the person who thought, okay, let's give her. And they knew they wouldn't, it wasn't worth it they get to get their ass for it. So where was the bechira on a high level? And it's always going to be like that, and that's the way a person grows. Right, the, the fa- as long as a person's alive, he's going to have a bechira. The, the higher a person can push that bechira to, is the amount the person's growth. And uh, the fact that now things which were on a lower level or simpler for him are no longer uh, in, the, in the, so to speak, in the category of, of his bechira. That's good. That's good. That's growth. I remember Moses saying that the real. Uh, so to speak, where the person has con- has been conveyed something in his bahira. A person has certain areas where he by there he has choice. He's not sure, he's undecided, there's two options. And even if today a person goes one way, tomorrow he can go the other way. Right? It's not something when 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 does it, when do we say a person's conquered a certain level of bakira? When do we say a person's overcome a certain challenge and he's conquered that thing? And the answer is what is to say, when it's no longer a bahir when well, It's no longer a question by him. he has got to the point that now he's going to he's do, that that's in the muhrach. He's for sure going to do it a certain way. Then, then he's conquered the bechira. It's no longer a question mark for him. For a person who's just starting to become firm, for example, and keeping shabbos is a question and it's a struggle and should he or shouldn't he? He has to give up his ball game, and he has to give up his business, and he has to give up whatever else he wants to do, and it's hard. So that by him is a bechira. When he gets to the stage where by him it's now decided, he's keeping shabbos and it doesn't present a question the whole time. Should he or shouldn't he? He is. So the, so. That's when he conquered that Bechirah, so to speak. It's now not something which presents itself as a question, and now it's something which is a given. And the Bechirah will be somewhere else. And therefore, the same thing. What kept Klai Shal keeping the Torah? The Hechach. The Hechach. When, the, when there was a Giddish, and there was an immediate effect for people to drum so of course they kept the Torah. Did they not have Bechirah? They had Bechirah. just was in a different place. It wasn't on should they keep the mitzvahs or not keep the mitzvahs. Klai Yisrael kept the mitzvahs. The question would be on a higher level on the, on the darga that they had or on the, dark, the, the darkness of the mitzvah. Whatever it's going to be, that's where the bechira would move to. But the, the shmirat ha'teru was was a given, and it's only now that because we don't have that clarity, and because we don't have that we don't see the results so clearly, so we've fallen. And even things which were, which Klerish accepted as a given before it and never challenged them now has become a, a mock of bechira too. Is there a reason for this? I mean, I check the shpeishkomi actually, the stronger yetzahara normally doesn't make a person do something suicidal. Normally the yetzahara is to work with something which the person uses as ma- at least makes, makes sense to them. The yetzahara isn't there to overpower the person and make him act in a way which makes no sense. Now there is such yetzahara. There's, there's the yetzahara which appeals to a person's seichal. and tries to convince him why he should do something. And if it's obvious to the person why he shouldn't, then the Israel is not going to get very far. In other words, like I said before, I didn't give the martial I gave uh, previously. Let's say a person sees someone if the wallet here on the, on the counter. And he makes a but I can see that the wallet's stuff stuffed with money. And punk right now have khaifas, and it will help me so much to take it. And I'll be able to say, better Someone I have in my head. And whatever al- I have, the Israel might push me intellectually to think it's uh, something I could do or should do or would allow myself to do. But if a person if someone's watching me, then I'm not going to do it with all the fish bonus in the world. Because intellectually it doesn't make sense to steal from being watched. Right? So as much as the Etzahara is going to work with trying to convince you <coughs> of something, if it's if there's too strong a uh, counter, so to speak, the Yadzara's arguments it's the, the it's, it's too obvious that it's not worth it for me to do it, that's not going to work. The Yadzahara is a second root. And that that could work. That, that that could work, and that's what worked work at the time of the rest of also. And that is what the Gemara says in Seder that the uh, the person isn't over aware a nechmosu which means that a person's middle of his time, his want for something, is so strong it takes away the logic. It takes away the logic. He wasn't thinking anymore. Shleirach shleirach. He did something without thinking, and that can always affect a person because as as much as it's an illogical thing to do. And as much as a person knows you're going to suffer for this one day and it's very likely you're going to get caught, he's still going to do it. He's still going to do it because he's not thinking logically. He's in the grip of a certain measure and he's going to be pulled to do things which don't make sense. And you don't have to look at Kabbalah to You don't have to look at You can see people today. Right? Right there are people who act, who, who, when they're angry, become aggressive, become violent. If you'd ask them when they're in a normal frame of mind, do you know you're going to suffer the consequences for this? Of course they are. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, there'll be evidence. There'll be vi- there'll be victims. There'll be witnesses, of course. When a person who can't control himself is taken up in that spirit of fury that they can't control themselves, they'll do things which are completely illogical, and they'll suffer from it afterwards. And it wasn't that they didn't know about it; it was that they were so t- g- taken, like, held by the middle, that they didn't think. And so when it comes to taira, most offenders, if you ask them, "Didn't you happy you're going to get caught?" You do you really think that no one's ever going to like, come in, come forward and complain about you? There wasn't the Cheshman, they weren't thinking They weren't thinking When the minister is strong, a person acts with Ruh He doesn't think That happened in the time of Chazal In the time of Beesemek, the Chos, the Gemara says this The Gemara says that uh, the Chathayim the started from the, from, from the time of Arais the That there was something that they couldn't control And we that that That's way, even if they knew what the consequence was going to be Rabbi Yeni says, Ratu Giyafir Gavis uh, sorry, Trevor, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The very end is looking It's model to a person who goes to steal food. So the Yed, he knows that after he's finished, the judge is going to make him pay for it. It's not like he, he, thought he was going to get away with it. But when the tie is too strong, so the person is going to do things which are really stupid things to do. Now that 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 is always there. That yedar is always there, and that yedar, which is which the baleim are always more scared of. Yetzirah which tries to appeal to a person's logic, he has a fighting chance. If his mechazek is Seichel, Hashem is watching me, there's consequences, whatever it's going to be. Right? So he has, he has more of a chance to come with Yetzirah which comes to convince a person's mind. Because if he's, there's a mock to think both ways and the personal decision is going to be something which is thought through. Now it's true a person can think things too wrong but this gives him a chance. But Yetzirah which is coming which is going to just grab his emotions and put him to do something Without thinking, that's the more dangerous Yetzara. Because then the person isn't thinking. What's going to stop a person getting carried away by such a Yetzara and, and acting in a way which he himself will admit afterwards was a very stupid thing to do? It made no sense. Uh, just in the, in the heat of the moment or in the, under the influence of the middle that a person wasn't in control. What stops? The, why does the person have to stop that Yetzara working on him? That, that was always the, the Bale Musas were more afraid of as a, as a threat, so to speak. Because what, what defense does the person have for that? Even in the situation of the it didn't uh, there were still of It doesn't mean that people never did something wrong. But what would need them to do something wrong was much more the rough tools, which means the, 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 the feeling that a person is going to do something which doesn't make sense, rather than premeditated crime, so to speak, because people see it didn't pay. It didn't pay. The punishment was coming. Is this the, like, First thing. So what the Chach wanted to explain, the Chach wanted to explain, that's true. Not all of was holding on the level of, of self-sacrifice, of being motivated to come close to Hashem, but what held Ta'isra as keeping the Torah Mitzvahs was at least the least effect of the year, and that was a their no consequence. And if that's the case, there would, would, would be much more of a deterrent to doing the wrong thing because there was a much clearer consequence when, things, when people did things wrong.